Hey guys, I want to thank you for joining me for another uh, weekly devotional. If you missed the one from last week on maintaining unity, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to it because it talks about like our mandate to keep unity in the body of Christ and the benefits that we have from having unity in the church body. Why it's a good thing that we walk in unity. And today I want to do a follow up and talk about the things that we need to avoid or things that can destroy unity. Because, you know, as I said, the Bible gave us that mandate to maintain unity. So if we're going to maintain it, we need to say, OK, what are things I need to avoid or how can I keep unity in my life? How can I keep it within the church body? How can I keep it in my family? And these are some really good tidbits that really help you. You know, the first first uh, scripture I want to focus on is First Corinthians 110. And it, tell, it gives us really lays out a really good foundation on the, one of the important things we need to keep and what can destroy unity. And that's 1 Corinthians 1.10. It says, Now I ask you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So the first part of that says that you all speak in agreement and that there is be no division among you. So the biggest thing that can destroy unity is our tongue, is how we're speaking. If we're gossiping, if we're slandering, if we're talking bad about someone or something we don't agree with, that destroys unity. Whether we intend for it to not, whether if we feel it's the truth or not, when we speak these things to other people, when we take them outside of, you know, if we're, if we're in conflict with somebody and say I get mad at somebody and we have a disagreement, a lot of times the first thing anybody's going to do is they're going to go and blab their mouth to all their friends and say, can you believe so-and-so did this to me? So-and-so said this to, to me. They're such a horrible person. I can't believe they'd ever even do that. That's just so wrong of them. And you begin to talk and talk and talk. What are you doing? You're slandering. You're backbiting. You're speaking, but it's not in agreement. It's not uplifting. It's not encouraging. You know, if you have have an issue with somebody, go to that one person and try to talk to them and work it out between them. You don't need to take it to social media. You don't need to blast all over the place. You don't need to tell 10, 15, 20 people about how horrible this person is and how they wronged you and how it's just so unfair and life is just so unfair and life is so bad and the church is so mean and everybody in church is evil. All of this stuff causes division. It destroys unity because you're not speaking in agreement. So the biggest thing that destroys unity is not controlling your tongue, is speaking and speaking gossip. Gossip will destroy unity very quickly and it'll spread like a wildfire. You have one person sitting in one place and they start gossiping about someone or someone else and then they hear it and the next person hears it and the next person hears it. And you know, if you've ever played the game of telephone, it could have started off as something that wasn't even a big deal. Like, you know, for it, it could have been something really small. And that little small thing 
turns into something that became really big and was over-exaggerated and grew to like this huge story that never even happened because of the gossiping that's been spreading amongst your family, that's been spreading amongst the body of Christ, you know, between friends, all of this stuff. We've got to learn to bridle our tongue. We've got to learn to control our tongue. We've got to learn to speak in agreement. You know, it's kind of like as a kid, as you're growing up, you know, what my parents are, you know, I'm sure you've always heard people say, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. You know, there's some wisdom to that because if you're worked up, you're in your emotions, you're frustrated, you're mad, sometimes you just need to bite your tongue, you know, hold your tongue, grab hold of it if you need to and be like, no, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to hold my tongue because I know if I say anything, it's not going to be in agreement and it's going to cause strife. It's going to cause gossip. It'll cause disunity. We have to speak in agreement. And even if you don't agree with that person, you know, just don't, don't speak against them. Hold your tongue. Don't smash them. Don't, don't downsize them. Don't, don't um, allow your flesh and don't allow your tongue to take control. But you keep control of that so that we can stay in agreement in the body of Christ. That's so, so important. And sometimes, you know, things may be heard. Sometimes pastors may do things. Sometimes your boss may do things. Sometimes somebody in your life may do something and you think it's bad. And you're like, well, this isn't right. I don't like this or I don't understand. You may not even understand. A lot of times people will do things or say things and they say something. We hear something totally different than what they say, understand it and comprehend it differently and then get mad at them because we aren't able to properly communicate. So rather than learning how to properly communicate, it's immediately, well, they said this and this and this and this. And it's like, well, that might have been what you heard, but that may not be, have been what they meant. That may not have been what they were trying to say. That may not have been what they were trying to communicate. But when you hear things, it's, well, it's make sure you're listening to understand. Make sure you're listening, you know, give them the benefit of doubt. So, you know, maybe they didn't mean it this way. Maybe they're just having a rough day. Maybe it just came across wrong. And maybe I, 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 underst I didn't understand what they were saying. And that's why I got all worked up. So I need to just calm down and, you know, try to communicate with them to really figure out what they're saying, where they're coming from, how they feel. And it's, it's a hard, you know, it's something we need to practice. We need to learn to discipline ourselves in. And we need to recognize when we're speaking in agreement or when we're speaking division. And, you know, controlling gossip. We can't speak, you know, in disagreement. We can't spread rumors or lies or hearsay. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So we've got to make sure no corrupting talk comes out of our mouth. And, you know, if you read through scripture, which is something to keep in mind because it's really humbling. The Bible says that when we are standing before God in the end times, when we're standing before heaven, we as Christians will have to give an account for every word we say. Give an account for every word we say. That's really scary. You know, so, so take some time to think about that. Like if I'm giving an account, what am I saying? 
What am I going to be held accountable for because of what I'm speaking? Are my words causing division? Are my words full of gossip? Are my words full of strife or hearsay or disagreements? Or are they, you know, fulfilling what the scripture says? Not being corrupting, speaking in agreement, speaking encouragement, speaking understanding and giving grace to those who hear what I'm saying. May, I, may my words bring grace to people rather than judgment, rather than condemnation. I need to speak grace. I need to speak forgiveness. I need to speak understanding. I need to speak agreement, not gossip, not lies, not hearsay, not anger, not frustration, not judgment. And we've got to learn to control and bridle our tongue. You know, Proverbs 16, 28, says a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. So we've got to, you know, meditate on that and think like, are you whispering about other people? Are you going around saying, oh, this is, did you hear what so-and-so did? Did you hear about this and this and this? I've got a great example. It's uh, something my, my grandfather told me when he started off early days in ministry. He was an old Baptist church. And he was doing an entire series on the Ten Commandments. And, you know, you've got, you know, the, the different Ten Commandments. And there was gossip and rumors going around the church about this one couple that had, had committed adultery. And they're talking about this, these people who are living in adultery. They're not married and they're doing all this sin. So then, you know, the, the rumors happened to come to Pastor, Pastor Paul. And Pastor Paul heard the rumors that were going on and heard these people talking about adultery. So he said, next Sunday, I'm going to be talking, you know, I'm still talking on the Ten Commandments, but I'm going to talk about a commandment that will handle some of the things going on in this church right now. And everybody, when they heard him say that, they're like, oh, he's going to talk about thou shalt not commit adultery. You know, it was one of the, the Ten Commandments. And all the people were, were so excited to come because they wanted to hear the pastor talk about this so that he could put these people in their place who were living in sin in the church. And, and you know, he said he had the largest atten attendance he had that, that year because they started getting on their telephones and saying, pastor's going to talk about this on Sunday. You had to come on Sunday because he's going to tell these people what for. And this room, you know, they started getting everybody in the church and he comes up and he talks on the commandment that says, thou shalt not bear false witness and spoke on that on Sunday morning and just put everybody, you know, put that whole thing to rest, closed it, case closed, because we shouldn't bear false witness. Even if things are going on, even if you're not 100% sure, well, I heard this, or this is what I think they said, or so-and-so is doing this, because I, I think I saw them in this location, and it didn't look like they were doing what was right. All of that stuff is spreading gossip, is slandering, it's spreading false witness, and it brings division in the church. It destroys unity because we're not speaking in agreement. So, you know, we've got to, we have to, have to, have to stop it. And if you hear people coming to you saying, well, he said this, or they said this, or this is what so-and-so, this is what I heard. It's like, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what you heard. I don't want to hear what you're trying to spread because I'm not a gossiper, because I'm not going to listen to lies unless I'm, I want to listen to things that are in agreement, that are uplifting the body of Christ, that are speaking for the encouragement of the church, that are speaking for the encouragement of my family, that's speaking for the encouragement of the people around me, that's speaking in agreement. And that's what I'm going to be a part of. And if I notice things going on around me, then I'm not going to be a part of it or I'll shut it down if they try to bring it to me. 
So we've got to learn to do this. We've got to be conscious of it. And sometimes it's hard. You know, Proverbs says that whispering goes down like a sweet morsel to those who hear it and they eat it up. Meaning that, you know, sometimes we want, you know, our, our curiosity gets the better of us. Like, oh, I wonder what's going on. I want to figure this out because it's entertaining, because it's, you know, we like being nosy. We want to be in other people's business. But we can't do that. We've got to say, you know, what? even if it may be tempting, even if it like it says, it sounds like a sweet morsel. I don't want to engage in that because it's ultimately going to bring destruction. It's going to destroy unity. And if unity is destroyed, we won't be able to have the things I talked about. You know, the benefits of unity, the peace, the joy, the growth, the uh, atmosphere for the miraculous, all these things will be shut down because we're not in unity with the body of Christ. We're, we're not speaking in agreement. You know, Proverbs 2019, it says, whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. So pay attention to who you have around you. Pay attention to the people in your lives. Are they a simple babbler? Will they just say whatever they hear? Will they go around and, and, and spill all your secrets to the world, to everybody, what's up? You know, go and say, well, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. This is what I think about that. I don't think that's a good idea. You know, rather than saying, you know what? So-and-so wants to do this. This will be good. This will be great for the church body. We need to encourage them. Or if you know somebody's having a hard time, instead of just going around spreading rumors like, oh my gosh, can you believe what they're doing? They are backsliding. They're going to destroy their lives. They're such a horrible person. You know, they're just going to fall into all this sin. I can't believe they're taking this person with them while they're doing it. Instead of talking like that, it's, it's going to somebody who's trusted, going to somebody you know who's a good prayer warrior, going to them and saying, hey, you know what? I know so-and-so is having a hard time right now. We just really need to get together and pray for them. We need to pray that God intervenes on their behalf. We need to pray that they, they can be delivered. We need to pray that any blinders that are blinding their eyes and preventing them to see the truth, that they'll be removed so that they can see the truth, so they can have revelation of what they're doing and, and come back with repentance. You know, we need to pray for them. Pray that they're blessed. Pray that God help them. Pray that the God guide. Like if your pastor is doing something and you may not agree with what he's doing. Instead of going around and saying, well, I don't agree with what pastor's doing. He's just changing everything and it's just not working right and people are leaving and people are getting mad and all this stuff is happening. Instead of speaking that way, you, you can say, hey, you know what? The pastor's making a lot of changes. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray God gives him the wisdom on how to navigate these changes in the church. I'm going to pray that these changes bring smooth transitions to every area of the church. I thank God that this church will continue to grow, that it'll continue to prosper, that people begin to do what's right, you know, and, and, and that we can encourage our pastor and that we can stand with our pastor, and even if we don't understand everything. And, you know, I pray that God helps me have the right heart so that I can have an understanding heart and I can give grace if he, you know, maybe his changes wasn't the best idea and maybe it didn't work out how it should have worked out. But you can give, extend grace and say, you know what, God, I thank you that you, ha I still have a good pastor. I thank you that you're going to bless him. I thank you that you're going to give him deep revelation of the word. I thank you that as we go through all these changes with the, the different things going on and the different things in our life that 
they'll be good, that you'll turn them and you'll make them work great. Even if I don't understand or even if I think it's a bad idea, God, I know you can take every situation and turn it around and make it work for your good glory. And I thank you that every change that's going on will work for your glory. And that, you know, just pray that way. Be an encouragement, be an agreement. Don't, don't backbite, don't slander, don't cause disunity but stay in agreement. Don't be a simple babbler and say whatever pops into your mind and however you're feeling in that moment because it causes problems. And it says to avoid people. It says don't associate with people like that. So if you know somebody who's just gossip, 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 he said this, he said this, I think this, this is what's going on. I don't agree with this. I don't. And that's everything that comes out of their mouth is just nothing but discouragement, nothing but disagreement, nothing but hearsay. Don't associate with them. So you know what? I can't associate with you. I can't listen to you. I can't be around you because everything you say destroys unity. In Leviticus 19.16, it says, You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor, because I am the Lord. So he tells us to not slander each other. Don't talk bad about each other. Don't spread rumors about each other. Don't, don't do any of that. He says, don't do it. And he says, don't stand up against the life of your neighbor. What does that mean? You know, when you slander someone, you can destroy someone's reputation. You can destroy what people think about them. You know, and in a sense, there's people who've had careers destroyed, had things lost because of slander because somebody lied about them or said hearsay or, you know, maybe they, they made one mistake one time in their life and you're like, oh, that person did this and this and this. And because we, we are judging, because we don't have grace extended toward them, then, you know, all that stuff gets out and it destroys that individual, takes everything away from them, even if they didn't do anything wrong. You know, slander can do that. And we've got to make sure that we control our mouth so we're not doing that to people. So we're not doing that to other people. We're not destroying them. We're not, you know, killing them. We're not coming against their life and taking things away because we can't hold our tongue, because we can't understand how to stand in agreement with people, how to stand positive with people, how to, or if we can't just say, you know, what? I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to get involved. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to let God handle this situation. And I'm going to trust God to work things out because I know if I get involved, I'm just going to make things worse. And to, to, if we need to do that, we can do that. But we've got to make sure that we bridle our tongue. You know, Titus 3.12, it says, Speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. To speak evil of no one. You know, that's hard. That can be hard, especially if we're frustrated and we're mad at them and we feel like they betrayed us. Or we feel like they hurt us or they said something mean about us. But it says, speak evil of no one under any circumstance, under anything that's going against you. No matter what they say, speak evil of no one. And we've got to set that before us. We've got to meditate on that. We've got to remind ourselves of that on a daily basis so that we can control our tongue, so we can put a bridle on it. You know, the Bible says what is the hardest thing to control is our tongue. But it's also one of the most important things because it, it says it's like the rudder of a ship. It'll steer where we go in life. We can steer where it'll steer if we'll be 
blessed, if we'll have prosperity, if we'll have peace, if we'll have joy, if we'll have unity, or if we have chaos, destruction, depression, sorrow. All of that is determined by what we say from our tongue. You know, another thing it says in, in the Bible is as Proverbs 26, 20, for the lack for lack of wood, the fire goes out and where there is no whispering, quarreling ceases. So that's why it's so important that we learn to speak in agreement. We learn to speak encouragement or we bite our tongue and don't say anything at all if we know that we're gonna speak something that's contrary to what the Bible tells us to do. Because if there's no whispering, if there's no gossip, if there's no backbiting, then quarreling ceases, strife ceases, arguments cease. All of that will stop because you're not giving it away because you're not speaking with your tongue. You're not lighting those fires. You're not spreading rumors. You're putting everything away. You're putting it out. You're not giving it a place to take root. You're not giving it, you know, you're not starting it in the first place. You know, that's like, if you ever see those wired file, wired wildfire things, like how to prevent wildfires, you know, and it talks about not having matches, not doing this, not doing this. Why? Because wildfires are extremely dangerous. And if you've been watching the news and keeping up with things, we've had quite a few recently. You know, there's these huge ones going on in Canada and the smoke from those, those huge wildfires in Canada spread all the way down here to North Carolina. And we could still see the effects of it miles and miles away from that wildfire. That's the same way as gossip. That's the same way slandering does. You know, it'll start in one person, one, one location, one person, in a church can say one thing and then that spreads to another person and they say something and that spreads to another person and they say something and before you know it half the city is talking about well did you hear what's going on at the cathedral here's a great example there's been rumors going around for years that the cathedral's closing down and pastors trying to sell the church like we'll have people come from i'll even you know like outside towns other other counties coming in and saying, I heard the cathedral's going to sell their, sell the church. And it's like, no, no, we're not. We are not selling. We will never sell. It's God's church. God's going to bless it. God's going to prosper it. It's called the cathedral of his glory. It's a house for God's glory. It's a house for God to manifest. It's a house for God to move. And as long as this is God's church, it ain't closing down because it's his responsibility to keep it going. It's his responsibility, you know, where we're in partnership, but he's not going to let it close down because it's his church. So no, the cathedral is not going under and no, the cathedral is not going to be sold, selling. But that's rumors that go spread out. And it's from counties over, you know, miles, miles away from here where people are spreading these rumors and talking about these things. So you see, it's, that's why it's so dangerous. Gossip is horrible. And the Bible talks about it so much, so much. You know, it talks about how God hates gossip. It's one of the things God abhors. It says one of the abominations to God is slandering lips. Deceit, deceitful lips are some things that God abhors because of how destructive it can be to the body of Christ and to people's lives and how far it can spread unless you have it get to you and you hear something and instead of spreading it on, you say, no, this is wrong. I'm going to shut it down. 
And that's what we've got to do. We've got to make a stand and say, no, I'm not going to give place for gossip in my life. I'm not going to be a whisperer. I'm not going to be a slanderer because I'm not going to do anything that will destroy unity in my life. I'm not going to do anything that will disrupt peace, that will disrupt my joy, that will disrupt and destroy the body of Christ. But I'm going to speak in agreement. I'm going to speak encouragement. I'm going to speak in love. I'm going to speak with grace. I'm going to speak with understanding and I'm going to shut down anything that is contrary to that and I'm going to shut down anything that may cause disagreements in the body of Christ because I'm making it my goal, my mandate. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to go to work towards it. I'm going to make every effort to keep. I'm going to be eager to keep and I'm going to endeavor to keep unity in the church. And when we make that our goal and we make that our decision and when we say, I will not become a slanderer because I will be held accountable for every loose word that comes from my mouth when I stand before God. And when I am being before God, am I going to be held accountable for slandering, for gossip, for deceit, for stirring up strife, for stirring up disagreement, for destroying and coming against someone's life? Or will I be held accountable for speaking encouragement, for speaking love, for speaking joy, for keeping peace, for speaking in agreement, even if I may not agree fully with them or holding my tongue. So at least I didn't say it. So I'm held accountable for not saying it, which is still better than spreading lies and slander. And to say, God, I'm going to bridle and I'm going to control my tongue so that there may be unity in the body of Christ. I hope this was a good blessing to you today. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And, you know, I really want to encourage you guys to think about this, meditate on this, you know, to say, I won't be a slanderer. I won't be a gossiper, but I'll be one who speaks peace. I'll be one who keeps the peace. You know, just as 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, that I will speak in agreement and that there be no divisions among me. So again, and among you, I will speak in agreement. So again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really hope it was a blessing. And honestly, I hope it challenges you to want to put this into action in your life, to begin to work on this area, to begin to implement this thing, to become more aware of, of what you're saying from your, what you're saying and what you're speaking so that it can be in agreement. Again, thank you. God bless.